Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here. Charles Chuck Thompson with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I almost said I'm one of the surprise hosts here. Mm-hmm. It is a surprise. surprise. He's back. I'm back. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, just amazing. That's great. Let's talk about the news. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this is Good Morning Liberty. Where hey, we Nate. Talk, yeah, what's up? Did you have a good weekend? Um, What did I do? Yeah, yeah. I went to Illinois and stuff. Yeah, okay, good. All right, let's talk about the news. This is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about the news and life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when at least me wants to. You ever heard of the news? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We do the news, mm. but only in a, in a libertarian-minded fashion so we can point through all of the BS because most of the news is BS. The first thing I want to talk about is I kept noticing this yesterday on Twitter. I kept refreshing my trending topics, and I saw Civil War trending. Civil War trending on Twitter. Ended up uh, last night when I was looking at it, I mean, up over 100,000 tweets for that trim, which is a pretty big trending topic. So a lot of people upset, I guess, over something. I don't know what exactly is going on, but they think we're going to go into a Civil War. Charlie, do you think that would be a good idea? Oof. I would hate to see it. Yeah. You'd hate to I, see it for the other the other people. <laughs> I, I mean... You know, it's not an impossibility. No, it's no. Uh, eventually one side's going to hit hard enough that the other side's going to hit back, and then it's yeah, it's dangerous. Well, let's uh, let's try to think of what we could do to avoid a civil war. I think that's now the point of this podcast: is how do we not have a civil war? Because that's going to make. I mean, you guys think uh, prime shipping got bad during the pandemic? <laughs> it's going to be like over a week. Yeah, during the civil war, at least like. Scariest environment imaginable yeah. kind of thing. You're going to be waiting long lines. And your Amazon driver might be one to try and take you out. Mm-hmm. And you way. never know. So don't take those hand deliveries. So let's right. go. Charlie, if you want to do the first thing, you uh, you can go ahead. From The Guardian, which broke the news of Edward Snowden, by the way, and all the times the government was lying to you. Back when they used to be Back. like a really mm-hmm. reputable truth-telling publication. And Snowden is a hero. Um, anyway, from their publication here, more than 40% of Americans think civil war likely within a decade, just a decade, more than two fifths of American believe civil war is at least somewhat likely in the next 10 years. According to a new survey, a figure that increases uh, to more than half among self-identified strong Republicans amid heated rhetoric from supporters of Donald Trump, the findings and research by YouGov and the Economist follow similar results in other polls. On Sunday night, the South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham predicted, quote, riots in the streets if Trump is indicted over his retention of classified documents after leaving the White House, materials recovered by the FBI at Trump's home this month. Just to clarify, because we will be playing some videos and stuff today, the overall theme is that there might be a civil war and it's going to be all the Republicans' fault. That's uh, the, They're the, getting out ahead of it. The theme throughout the war, just so you guys know, is going to be that the people on the left, they never wanted this at all. They, they, they're they just over here trying to do their own thing. Just know? like our first civil war was the Republicans' fault. <laughs> exactly. They they wouldn't allow slavery. I know. It's damn it's Republicans. Damn Republicans every single time. And so, anyway, we can go ahead and I'm going to play what Lindsey Graham had to say about this. All right. On Monday, Mary McCord, a former acting deputy general attorney general, told CNN it was, quote, incredibly irresponsible for an elected official to basically make veiled threats of violence just if law enforcement and the Department of Justice does their job. So that's a veiled mm -hmm. threats of violence. What did he say again? He said he he just gave a prediction. Okay. 
That's a veiled threat. Of, do you want to actually go ahead and just listen to what yeah, he had to say yeah. so we can clarify uh, what it is that Lindsey Graham said? Uh, I don't know if it's queued up right at the perfect spot, but let's see the veiled. That's a great screenshot. Very veiled though. threats. Yep, there he is. He's asleep. He's deep in prayer. Wake up, Lindsey. Most Republicans, <laughs> including me, believes when it comes to Trump, uh, there is no law. It's all about getting him. There's a double standard when it comes to Trump. What happened with Hunter Biden is that the FBI weighed in to make sure a story didn't break for the 2020 election. We now have whistleblowers at the FBI telling Senator Grassley that they were told to slow down and back off Hunter Biden. And I'll say this, if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, There'll be riots in the streets. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Sounds like he's calling for riots. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Blatantly asked people to have riots. Now, was that a threat? <laughs> I, how do you think he meant it? You know, did he mean, is it just like a warning, like we don't want to go down this path because people are going to end up rioting? Or is he saying, if you do this, we're going to riot? Which one do you think it is? I think you take it for what he said, which is if this happens, there will be riot in the streets. So you're just making a prediction then? Just that's what it sounds like. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. Well, it sounds like to me now, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm misinterpreting what he's getting at. Maybe this is a covert tactic. Maybe Lindsey Graham is so sophisticated that he'll go on national TV and roundabout way round up the Proud Boys. That's what it was. Yeah. I think they use that slogan, if. (laughs) <laughs> the Proud Boys do. Mm-hmm. If is a slogan for them. If then. And so then they know if, if Lindsey Graham says if, it's our time to shine, Proud Boys. All right. I'm, well, being, let's faci- go I'm being facetious for those that can't tell. Saying, quote, people are angry, they may be violent, McCord said, showed that what Trump knows and what Lindsey Graham also knows is that people listen to that and people actually mobilize to and do things. Jan 6 was the result of the same kind of tactic by President Trump and his allies. Mm. Nine deaths, including suicides among police officers, have been linked to the Capitol (laughs) attack on Jan 6, the worst day in American history, when supporters Trump told to fight like hell to overturn his defeat by Joe Biden attempting to stop the certification of electoral results. Since then... Fears of political violence have grown. Since then. Since Jan 6. They started it. They started it. And now, I mean, they're really, they're still running with this thing. Trump told the supporters to fight like hell. And uh, we're going to play a video here in a bit of what Trump's defense uh, used on this whole fight like hell thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of normal political rhetoric when it comes to talking about anything political. Uh, these days, used by people on the left and the right. Mm-hmm. And I love this since then thing. There's a reason I highlighted that, because they are acting as if all political violence started on January 6, 2021. The the, the year 2020 world. didn't happen. No. We didn't have any kind of violence. There was no riots. No. No. This started, and that's not the, that's not the only time they're going to do that in this article. All right. Many fear an increase of jagged political division and explicitly political violence, particularly as Republican politicians who support Trump's lie about electoral fraud run for Congress, governor's mansions, and key state elections election posts. This month, Rachel Kleinfield, a specialist in civil conflict at the Carnegie Endowment for Internal International Peace, told The Guardian, quote, countries with, dem- with democracies and governments as strong as America's do not fall into civil war. But if our institutions weaken, the story could be different. In the poll by YouGov and The Economist, 65% of all respondents said political violence has increased since the start of 2021. Among all citizens, 43% said civil war was at least somewhat likely. Among strong Democrats and independents, that figure was 40%. But among strong Republicans, 54% said civil war was at least somewhat likely. So, all right. So when it comes to the civil war thing, I mean, there's a lot of obvious stuff that we can say like, um, well, I don't know. I don't think the left would do particularly well in the civil war. I also don't think that we'll actually get to any kind of a civil war, like what people are thinking. I don't think that that's the kind of thing that we're going to run into. 
Um, I think it'll look a lot different than what it did in the past. We're not just going to be lining up and going after each other. I think you'll have a couple lone wolf things happen as they as they always do. I think a few lone wolf things happen. And I think what will more than likely happen is the government's really going to clamp down on everyone's freedoms. Let me uh, ask you really hard. Let me ask you this. Are we not already in a civil war? I don't know. I don't know if we are or not. There hasn't been much physical violence, but are we in we're certainly in a civil culture war. Yeah. Yeah. We're certainly in a in a informational war. We're certainly in a cyber war, so to speak. And there's a war going civil. on on Twitter every day. You know, I'm fighting a courageous battle. Yeah. On the front lines mm-hmm. every single day. It's tough. Under the guise of Good Morning Liberty. Mm-hmm. It's not your yeah, own name I'm, out there. I'm out there fighting for us. Yeah. All right. And I'm proud to do it. But as far as a real war, I mean, I wouldn't say an actual civil war. Um, I, I don't know how you define the term. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's going to look like it did in the past. But I don't think it's something that anyone wants. You know, it's, it's not going to get better. We're not going to come out with some amazing uh, freedom and liberty afterwards. I honestly don't believe that. A lot of people on the libertarian side probably get a little bit excited at this idea, but um, unless you go all the way to complete and total collapse and total destruction of people on the other side, um, you're not going to come out with a situation uh, that's going to equal more freedoms and, and liberties. And I wouldn't say that you need to go all the way down the path to destruction of everyone on the other side. Um, I just don't know what we're going to do to solve this. Yesterday I talked about all the stuff going on with the FBI, you know, Mark Zuckerberg came out talking about the FBI thing. Um, we got Ashley Biden's diary. Uh, that's a really disgusting story, I think, that no one is talking about. Um, I went over, Not even Newsweek? I went over 100 paragraphs of articles from the New York Times talking about Ashley Biden's diary, and they were uh, not a single mention of anything that was alleged in the diary, but they confirmed that it was real in all three pieces. Never mentioned what was in it. And so you got that kind of thing coming from the FBI. And then you got what they're doing to Trump right now. Whatever, you know. Uh, I, I I want them to apply the law equally. And I think that's going to be the big issue here is that they're going to end up not applying it equally. And I don't know how to fix the problem. Other than getting rid of the FBI, the DOJ, and the executive branch. But is that going to happen? No. Without, without a civil war? No, it's not going to happen because mm. the people who call for getting rid of it are just domestic terrorists. You know, we're in a corner right now, you know, that we are living in this time, as we have described several times in the past of the two siblings in the backseat of the car. One of them's poking the other one while no one's paying attention or maybe just holding your finger next to their face, just annoying the crap out of them. You know, I know I've done it before. Okay. Yeah. You get them and eventually they haul off and slap you because you're poking them. And then you're the one that gets in trouble. That's, and the problem is both sides feel like that's that they're the victim in that scenario. Yeah. But we're the ones who are right. (laughs) So that's the situation that we're in right now. Just like with J six, the worst day, can we institute a rule now? Like you like mentioning Hitler means that you lost an argument. We're going to have to do that for January six. Yeah. Once you mention Jan six, it's that's it. It's over. You lost the argument. I was telling you earlier, I think one of the fundamental problems we have is we have like this feelings culture. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that feelings are not valid. People feel things and it's normal to feel things, but you should process those feelings and then decide how you're going to respond. Like just because you feel like Michael Brown Brown had his hands up saying, don't shoot. Doesn't mean that he actually had his hands up saying, don't shoot. He was actually reaching for the officer's gun. Like you, There has to be a point where we say that because you feel a certain way doesn't make your experience valid. You have to take into consideration other perspectives and it's not just your universe that exists. And I think at the fundamental problem of our culture right now, we have this like sick dogma of just the only thing we can do is validate people's feelings. You can't speak any truth whatsoever. There's because like, everyone has their own personal truth. Yeah, because, yeah, that just because it didn't happen, it's like, well, I feel like you punched me in the face, Nate. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. 
You're like, well, no, I didn't punch you in the face. You're like, no, arrest this man for battery. You could go down the line. Or and, assault. I think we're not married, so I don't think it'd be battery. But. You know, if uh, 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 someone is like, well, I feel like I didn't make it to the point I went in life because I'm a woman. Or I feel like I didn't make it to the point in life <laughs> because there's uh, institutional racism. And you could validate, like, okay, you do feel that way. And you could also say there are times that that happened in the past, but let's actually look at this and see whether or not that is the case. But instead, what you're saying is that we live in a culture of validation, validation for everyone in whatever way that they feel. I think we live in a culture, I've got all notes for this after the next couple articles. I had to, Oh, did I all, jump the gun? Yeah, you jumped me by two articles uh, <laughs> because I have a bunch of notes on this conversation. That's because I don't understand <laughs> the structure. Down the page. Um, so let's go through just a little bit more. Uh, so Joe Scarborough, Joe Scarborough was out there talking about, I, and I will admit, he made a couple good points, but he was talking about what Lindsey Graham had to say. And I just want to talk about this because th- stuff might get a little dicey eventually. And I don't want it to, but if it's going to, we need to at least understand why. And if you're going to fight in the war, let's understand why you're fighting in the war. So let's talk a little bit, uh, hear what he had to say. They're not talking about violence in the streets. If Donald Trump is held to the same legal standard as everybody else. I mean, fact is for a very long time, he's been held to a lower legal standard. He's being held to a lower legal standard right now. If Lindsey Graham did half of what Donald Trump did with these government documents, he would already be in jail. Any member of Congress would be in jail if they'd already done this. So actually, we're already holding Donald Trump to a lower standard than we hold members of Congress other elected officials, uh, to to former uh, directors of the CIA, former national security advisors. We're already doing that. But now that things don't seem like they're breaking a Trumpist's way, now we actually have a majority of Trumpists believing a civil war is coming because what? They They don't like student loan relief. They they're afraid of Jewish space lasers. They're really stupid enough to believe that the Italian guy rigged the election. Uh, they think there's bamboo in ballots. Really, what what is what is the reason they want to go to civil war? They own the Supreme Court, right? Uh, they, they 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 live in their own news cycle. They they've got permissive laws on guns. They've got the most restrictive laws on abortion they've had in 50 years. They have got the the most expansive laws uh, that they've they've had on religious freedoms in over 50 years. It is hard to imagine uh, what cultural war uh, they they you know, they're not winning. At the beginning, I think what he was saying is the reason we know that we can hold Donald Trump or that Donald Trump is actually held to a lesser legal standard than anyone else in government if they were to do the same things is because Hillary Clinton is currently in jail. <laughs> because she is currently in jail, we know that they are giving leeway to Donald Trump. That's where the real problem That's, is here. If How do you not? If Hillary Clinton would have been charged with something, and I'm not saying she has to be in jail for it or anything, but if she would have been charged for it, if they wouldn't have dropped that after she had classified documents and deleted some of them and they found some of them later on still, and then they and then they just dropped that and didn't charge her with anything, if they would have charged her with something, then Trump getting charged for this, you really would have less of a leg to stand on than your anger about it. Where really where where any of my anger comes out with this is, is the fact that they're not applying the law evenly. Did he break a law? He probably did. We all do. He yeah, we all break laws every day. We probably what is it three felonies a day or something like probably. that. Probably we all break laws. And you get when you get angry about stuff is when it's not applied evenly, and it's like getting pulled over on the road for driving 80 in the 70 and you know this guy just went 84 past you just a second ago and you're like that guy didn't get a ticket like why am i getting a ticket right now this is unfair and you see stuff like that applied unevenly and you get upset about it probably because you had that spoiler on the back of your mustache. that's what it was i was going extra fast <laughs> and that's why they pulled me over they were just trying to get me on something you did get pulled over so oh, many man. times when you had that spoiler <laughs> a lot a lot 
I watched the Fast and the Furious too many times when I was in high yeah. school, and I decided to make my car look stupid for a little while. I thought it looked awesome for the time. That's good. You yeah. and me. Yeah. We, we both thought it looked awesome. And the cops. And so that's where the issue comes in here. Now, he says that he's been held to a lesser legal standard, that he's always been held to a lesser legal standard, once again implying that there are a bunch of laws that Trump broke that we know about, uh, things that he should be in prison for, that they still can't present what any of those things are, but that's just a given. And he talks about how people on the right just live inside of their own news bubble. There's a lot of projection going on inside of this conversation, and that's why I wanted to play some of it, too, because both of these sides believe that they're in the same point of victimhood right here. And in their world, they're both right. Only one of them really is right. And it's libertarians, mostly. That's about the only ones <laughs> that yeah. are right in in this scenario. But uh, they're both right about a, a few things, like a, like a couple things. And one point he made that I really liked, which is why are you going to riot because of this? Why, why is it that you're going to riot? And that's something that we talked about a lot, which is don't do it just like January 6th. That's why, I, that's why I wanted to play some of this. We disagree with January 6th because of the reasoning behind it. There was no clear proof that the election was stolen, but the people were willing to protest and then turn into a riot over this idea that it was stolen. And we've been living with the consequences of that ever since then. And so why is it no before you now, like we said, if they were there because they were mad about taxation, they were mad about regulations or any number of ways they're mad about people that are in prison right now that shouldn't be in prison. If they're mad about Julian Assange or something like that, or a bunch of people in prison for weed. Well, that's one thing. That's one thing to riot over, you know, but because you know that the election was stolen somehow, well, that's not it. And in this case, the case may be that Trump violated laws that are on the books that he wanted other people to be charged for, for violating the exact same laws, and now those people didn't get charged. And so what do you do in this scenario? Well, because Hillary Clinton didn't get charged, that means that Trump doesn't need to get charged. De facto, you're getting rid of whatever that law is at that point in time, which probably could get rid of most of it talking about the espionage act i would hope that they would yeah and um it's only been which rand paul is calling for pretty much just been used for bad things um now giving you know national security stuff like that you're actually giving the nuclear codes to Saudi. i think we can all agree that someone needs to get in trouble for giving the nuclear codes to saudi arabia but that's not what we're talking about yeah. we're talking about a technicality we're talking about documents that probably don't matter but they were marked classified probably no danger now we don't know Exactly. But we're talking about a technicality here. Mm. And that's what they're going to get them on is going to end up being a technicality. And I do think that they're going to charge them with something because I do think that will drive people on the right nuts. And I do think that will cause a lot more violent rhetoric. I do think it will cause a couple lone wolf attacks of some kind and some and then violence. They'll say, see, and then it'll play directly into these see? narcissist hands. See what you did. Yeah. How dare you? My, my great-grandpa, my great-grampy, used to say to me, Chuck, don't stoop down to their level. Mm -hmm. What what are you doing if you behave in the same manner that they are? Now, <clears throat> I understand it because that frustration, that anger, where you're like, how can these people just get away with it? How like I feel like if I don't <clears throat> do something about this, I'm just letting these people get away with it. And that's not... I understand that frustration and I understand those feelings do those feelings are valid. Those frustrations are valid. However, when you analyze the situation, are you making things better by doing the same things that they're doing, riding in the streets, committing violence, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Is that helping in any manner? The problem is when you do this, you're doing it with no true foundational beliefs that you can fall back on afterwards. Let's say that you do a civil war and you win. All right. What are you going to fall back on after that? What, what is the foundation? It's not like you're going to vote in libertarians after yeah. that. <laughs> What's the belief system? Oh, okay. Uh, we can have Trump back as the president for another four years. We're still going to have taxation. We're still going to have regulations. We're still going to have all the, all the stuff that we have right now, except we'll be able to have Trump. Trump was president four years. The FBI still sucks. 
You know, so what? So what's going to happen? I honestly think if we get in a real legit civil war, that one side is going to be backed by China and Russia and all that. <laughs> it's going to turn out into a whole world war. <laughs> I think, like, if America has a civil war, it would be really a whole world war because you're going to have countries that are going to be like to try to take advantage of the opportunity. Like, oh, well, it's like we're fighting Russia and Ukraine right now. Right. Exactly. You know? you, you'll have those countries. And I think it would probably turn into an entire <laughs> world war. Okay, let's go on to the Something Salon article. That nobody wants, guys. Like the, these whole predictions about the, the humans taking themselves out might be a little true here, <laughs> folks, if we're not careful. So here's here's how big the divide is on on the the different factions, and it and just these two tweets were right next to each other when I when I clicked on Civil War. These were the top two tweets that I saw. All right. The top one says when the president of the United States calls his political opponents semi-fascist, you have the answer for why civil war is trending. Now, in a private event, Joe Biden called Trump supporters or the GOP something along those lines semi-fascist. OK, so that's one reason. The next one down, literally right below it. Civil war is trending because the same people who were mad at being called fascists are willing to kill people who disagree with them if they don't get their way. And that's it's such a clear and perfect example of the two different worlds that people are living in right now. And and I don't know how you pull this back. I really don't. It's going to take some trust. It's going to take some actual some, I think we have to have trust in the institutions of government. These are more notes that I have down here. It's going to take some humility. It's going to take decreasing the power of the government because, like we said a bunch of times, the government is a gun and we're all fighting over it right now. And we're, we're both afraid of what the other person will do when they get a hold of the gun. And so why wouldn't you fight over getting the gun? And you would do anything. If you think the other person's going to shoot you as soon as they get it, you, you'll do anything to get that gun. Anything. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, do what I've done. Call the only precious metals dealers I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 866-709-3080. That's 866-709-3080. Or text GML for Good Morning Liberty to 998-899. That's GML to 998-899. Or call 866-709-3080. Zero or text GML to 998-899, and there's a link in the show notes. From Salon, prosecute Trump. It will lower the heated political temperature. Salon sure. says that if we prosecute Trump, that that's actually going to lower down the heat, <clears throat> going to take the heat down. The J6 <laughs> committee. I like the subtitle there, though. Trump is clearly running scared. He knows he loses support when the facts get out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just to, to have that confidence oh, is yeah. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The January 6th committee carefully laid it out. Trump called on his insurrectionist mob to attack the Capitol after every effort to steal the election through the courts and state legislatures fell apart. The use of terroristic violence didn't work on that day, but over a year and a half later, we can see Trump hasn't abandoned the hope that it might work with the criminal investigation into why he stole state secrets and refused to give them back when caught. Now, we don't even know what he took, first off. Anyway, this time Trump is deploying his typical strategies of nuisance lawsuits and favor trading to evade justice. But in a sign that he and his ragtag team made up of the only lawyers left who will represent him, 
isn't feeling super hot about his legal case, Trump has already turned towards prepping his army of well-armed burnouts to threaten violence if the feds don't back down. Very, not very unbiased publication here at Salon, but yeah, they don't pretend to be biased, so that's okay. Lindsey Graham, Trump's most thoroughly owned Republican senator, went on TV to make the threat, declaring there'll be riots in the streets that Trump is prosecuted. In this, he was just in, in, imitating Trump's usual mob-style method of making threats by pretending they're predictions. Now, they know what the intent of what Graham said of course. was. Yeah. Instead of the obvious call to arms, they actually are. Now, in saying this, what they're saying is, I don't care if you've never actually asked anyone to 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 pick up their arms and go fight for you. Yep. To to go do that, I picked Four up legs. I picked up my arms. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you got them, I know that what you actually mean is that you want them to do that. Even though I can't bring up any time that you've actually done that, I'm now going to say that that's what you're doing. He even embedded the threat in a court motion by re- reiterating the threat. A threat made earlier this month to Attorney General Merrick Garland. The heat is building up. The pressure is building up. The rest what of that, a threat. That's a threat. And they couldn't even, the threat was so serious, they couldn't even include the rest of it, which is, what can I do to bring down the temperature? That was the rest of Donald Trump's threat. Very, very violent, fascist, terroristic threat that he made. No one should be intimidated. On the contrary, this is all more reason for the DOJ to go forward and prosecute Trump for his crimes, not just because prosecuting Trump is the right thing to do, not just because Jamel Bowie of the New York Times points out history shows that surrendering to the kind of white supremacist violence Trump is threatening tends to only encourage more domestic terrorism. Jesus, these people. But only because recent history gives us good reason to believe that actually holding Trump accountable tends to turn down the heat. What is the recent history they have? Uh, I'm not sure. So they go through the D, the, uh, the, um, well, here's a recent history right here shown Jan six. Oh of yeah. Course. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's what they're why. saying is once they started talking about Jan six, a bunch of his supporters started to back down a lot afterwards. The more that they did the January six testimonies and the hearings and all that, that he started to lose a little bit of support. So once again, at the beginning, we said this, this whole civil war, when and if it ever happens, which, uh, you know, whatever. It's going to be because of the violence of the right, the white supremacist, domestic terrorist, violence of the right, who's perpetrating this thing. Joe Scarborough saying like, oh, you got everything you wanted. Why are you guys upset out there? I don't think um, people on the right have gotten everything that they want. Uh, so why are you going to do this? And they're going to be the, the victims to the domestic terrorist right, of course. So this all was a lead up into playing what uh, Trump's defense team in his last impeachment hearing played. We'll play a little bit of it because, good Lord, it's an 11-minute video. As you have all heard before, I just I do think it's important to remind everyone that it's not just the people on the right and that this is, once again, a bunch of gaslighting, a bunch of projection. It's a bunch of whatever uh, narcissism, whatever it is that you want to call it. And that both sides are to blame. There's terrible people on both sides, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And here's just a little fun example. Once again, I will throw in the caveat, these stupid montages always put dumbass music in the background of them, and I hate it. It drives me insane. It doesn't make the video any better. But here you go. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. Well, you have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I, I will go and take Trump out tonight. Can I make a note really quick? Did you hear Joe Biden say if if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him? Yeah. Did you notice he was standing behind him? No. A bunch of kids. Hold on. High school kids? To, yeah, like a bunch of high school kids. Oh, man, now I can't find it. I just play, thought that was pretty crazy. Play from there. We're in high school. We were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Uh, no, I, I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. When was the last time... An actor assassinated a president. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And you just back on them. And you 
awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please, get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> And there's more. I promise to fight every single day. One, I, I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. But I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down, we do not compromise, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down, you can, you can whimper, you can pull up in a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. Was she trying to cry? And, I don't and know. that's what it's about. We, we do not turning this country over to what Donald Trump has sold. We are just not. Look, people are upset and they're right to be upset. Now we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to fight back because we will not forget. <clears throat> we do not want to forget. We will use that vision, fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. We still have a fight on our hands. Fight hard for the changes Americans are demanding. Get in the fight to winning the fight. Fight fighting, please fighting. We'll use every tool possible to fight for this change. We'll fight, we'll fight to fight fighting hard. Serious <laughs> about fighting and fight. We gotta get on our front foot and fight back problems we call them out and we fight back a lot of fighting a lot of fights quite a bit there. of fighting going on I, I lost count yeah yeah um so obviously that was played at the impeachment trial because all they have on trump right now is that he told his supporters to to fight like hell that's it that's that's all they have on him right there that one thing and they're going to use that and then the fact that there was a riot afterwards to paint people on the right and especially Trump supporters as these crazy domestic terrorists that are just going to tear down. Yep. And they democracy. don't use any of that rhetoric. <clears throat> no, they don't do it. They don't do it. They're the victims here. Yeah. So, okay, we played the fight video. Now we get to some of the institutions because <clears throat> I do think that without the, uh, I do think that without actual faith in our institutions, I think that we're going to head, I think we're going to go down a dark path here. And I think we're watching, I put down here in the notes later, I, I do think that we're watching kind of the collapse of our, of our government right now. And the more that collapse is evident, the more they are going to ratchet up their tyranny because that's what tyrannical people do yep. when they start losing, when they start collapsing. Well, when you're backed into a corner, you feel like you're backed into a corner, you're going to scratch and claw and do whatever mm -hmm. you can to not lose the ground. So, and I, I think a lot of this stems from not having, um, once again, faith in our institutions. We're supposed to have these backstops uh, in place to prevent the tyranny from rising. You know, that's kind of what the government is supposed to do. That they become the tyranny, and it's uh, a conspiracy to think they're all in cahoots with each other. Oh yeah, of course. I talked about that a lot yesterday. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't have any proof that there is a deep state. But if there were one, this whole thing seems like a part of their plan. I just heard Alex Jones mentioning that. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's not corroborated or anything. Exactly. But how do you get faith in the institutions back? Like, if we don't have the trust or the faith in them to not just be political organizations that are fighting against, ooh, I said fight, sorry. Well, they're the ones that are fighting. Um, if we don't trust them to not just be fighting against their political enemies, 
then we're not going to trust anything that they do. And they're going to continue having to, to ratchet up their, uh, their actions towards people that they perceive to be threats to them. Now it's not them protecting the people. It's them protecting the state. It's them protecting the establishment. And until we get some kind of trust in them, it, we're not going to believe a single word they say. And I think without that trust, this isn't going to work. Or it, it's all just a bunch of tyrannical bodies that are out there to, to take away all your rights and to push whoever they want to be in power. And that's how it's perceived right now. And it's probably true. And they don't want to lose any ground. No. Well, as you guys know, by June of this year, the NASDAQ had fallen 34% from the highs. Officially, we're in a bear market. How long will this bear market last? We don't know. But I do think it's a great idea to take advantage of these discounts while you still can. And by discounts, I mean the cheaper prices for ownership of some of these companies. Real money is made when the market crashes. That's when the rich make the right moves and they get richer. Just like from the COVID crash, we're still up. Even after this market crash this year, we are still up like 100% on the NASDAQ since then. So I want you guys to take advantage of this opportunity. But before you do that, you need to know what you're doing. That's why I created and I'm excited to tell everyone about my trading basics course for our Liberty Trading Academy. And you can find that at natescrashcourse.com. We can't make any guarantees in trading, but I can guarantee you that when the market recovers, you will regret not getting in at the right time. In this 100 video course, I start with the basics. What is trading? How much money do you need to start? What stock market brokers should you use and how do you use them? How do you read stock charts in the first place? And then we get into technical analysis, trend lines, support and resistance levels, volume indicators. We spend a lot of time on trading psychology, which if you don't know, is the most important part of trading. And then we go through at least four of my most commonly used strategies. This is not a monthly subscription. This is a single purchase of lifetime access to our private Discord server that hosts the entire 100 video course. And for a very limited, very limited amount of time. You can get 40% off your purchase by using the promo code CRASHCOURSE40 at natescrashcourse.com. That's N-A-T-E-S crashcourse.com. Invest in your future and your human capital today at natescrashcourse.com. Coming from the uh, general MSN here, Top-level FBI agent under fire for role in Hunter Biden investigation resigns. A top-level FBI agent who had been under fire for his role in investigations regarding President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, resigned late last week and was walked out by the FBI, two U.S. officials confirmed. But these officials also said that Tabalt had reached retirement age, and they added that all, that all of those who retire hand over their badge and gun and are escorted out of the building. Tabalt came under fire earlier this year from Republican Senator Chuck Grassley, who had accused him of an improper conduct in the Hunter Biden investigation, alleging that DeBalt had tried to close the probe. Grassley said in late July that highly credible whistleblowers had approached a senior Senate Republican and alleged a widespread effort within the FBI to downplay or discredit negative information about Hunter Biden. He cited a 2021 FBI intelligence assessment that was used by an FBI headquarters team to improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation. He continued, and you're starting to see the circle play out. When mm -hmm. we talk about misinformation and disinformation, it's going to be the people that you don't want deciding what that information is. Based on allegations, verified and verifiable derogatory information on Hunter Biden was falsely labeled as disinformation. In October 2020, mm -hmm. one month before the election, an avenue of derogatory Hunter Biden reporting was ordered closed by a senior FBI agent at the Bureau's Washington field office, an earlier letter from Grassley identified the agent as Tabalt. Quote, the allegations provided to my office appear to indicate that there was a scheme in place among certain FBI officials to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. And Grassley. so now this, you know, this guy is, according to the Bureau, this guy is retiring because he's reached retirement age. And yeah. that's, that's why it doesn't have anything to do with, um, in the letter that they recently sent, uh, asking about the whistleblower complaints, nothing to do with, uh, Mark Zuckerberg blowing up on Joe Rogan talking about the FBI. 
nothing to do with that stuff. Poor timing. Just it just happened to also be at retirement age. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to believe and then not connect it to any other stories that you see, uh, like the Secret Service official who was at the heart of the January 6th. You know, they talked about him trying to grab the grab the steering wheel and try and get him to take him down to the Capitol to fight. <laughs> you know, Trump was going to get in on the fight. Well, that guy now is also stepping down at the, at the same time. So top U.S. Secret Service official Tony Ornato, who's become a figure of intense interest to the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol attack, has retired from the agency. A lot of retiring going that, on. Yeah, retirement age. Ornato was thrust into the center of the J6 Fuhrer as an eyewitness to some of the most critical incidents involving Donald Trump in the hours leading up to the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol. He began as head of Trump's Secret Service detail. Uh, let's see, in that capacity, he was drawn into the sites of the J6 Committee in the investigation uh, where uh, Cassidy Hutchinson in June testified publicly to the committee that Ornato had told her Trump became irate when his security detail refused to drive him to the Capitol as an assault on Congress was beginning. And uh, he actually said he actually said that that didn't uh, he did not corroborate that story. Just so you know, mm. and basically no one else uh, has either. But now he's out as well. And this these these guys just happen to be retiring. He wanted to work in the private sector, mm. he said. Yeah, it's true. He wants to work yeah. in the private sector. And so once again, we're just led to, okay, well, they're retiring. It has nothing to do with what's going on inside the government. There's no corruption going on inside uh, with the FBI, the DOJ, Secret Service, any of that kind of stuff. It's just a couple guys, pivotal uh, pivotal. Uh, parts of the entire investigation into Hunter Biden and the J6, all that. Yeah, they're just retiring. Do people actually believe that when they see those stories? Well, then that's what's happening, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to believe what people say. How do you develop, how do you get trust back in these institutions, Charlie? Oh, humility. Yeah. From whom? All of them. Yeah. Do we just decide today that we're going to trust I mean, them? You know, the CD, the CDC has to come out and say, "Look, we were wrong about COVID." Yeah, like we we lied and we tried to use this as a way of form of control, and that's not happening around here anymore. You know, the presidents have got to come out and say, "Yeah, we lied you into a war." The FBI's got to come out and say, "Yeah, this is all." You know, people like when you tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. I was talking about this with a client the other day. There was an issue where some um, documents were lost that a, a client, my client's client, had sent. <clears throat> we're doing this software implementation. And there was a, like a few people trying to figure out how to communicate that they lost the documents and they need those documents again. The answer was like, just tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no story around it. Like, hey, you sent us those documents. Uh, we didn't download them in time because we forgot to look at it. And I'm like, I need you to just resend those please. Because people want that authenticity. They want that truth. They want, they don't want to feel like they have to interpret anything that you're saying. Like what, what is this person trying to tell me right now? Like I sent these documents. I know I sent these documents. I'm not crazy. I know I sent these. Why are they trying to act like I didn't send these? When you, if you just tell them the truth, a lot of people, Although the truth can be offensive at times, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I've done that before. You know, I make mistakes, too. Like, no, yeah, no big deal. So yeah, for this we'll, to we'll work out, the documents. they're going to have to come out and say that they made a mistake, that they lied. That's the only way. They could even blame it on some of these people that are retiring. They could say, oh, yeah, you know that FBI guy that's uh, at retirement age. Actually, it seems like he mishandled this investigation and he well, was trying to hide information. And so we got rid of them, you know, and we believe that that was wrong and that's not what the FBI does. This is not inside of the DOJ's code of ethics. The, the, the CDC, yeah, we didn't want to put out all those studies talking about how vaccinated people are, you know, just as likely to get COVID or, you know, whatever else it was. We didn't want to do that. We're sorry. We've gotten rid of those people. Now we got new people in here. But they're not gonna they're not gonna do that. It's gonna have to be done through force. And the problem is we're gonna think that as long as we get our guy in charge, he's gonna we're gonna put the right person in charge of this agency, and then it's gonna be great after that. Yep. Even though Trump did put this guy in charge of the FBI. So like I don't know what end people are looking for. 
other than an all-out civil war. Like, they think they're going to take the FBI down yeah. somehow. It's it's not going to work. It's going to have to be deleted. Gone. Delete button. Deleted. Just like liar, liar. <laughs> right That's there. a nice image. <clears throat> deleted. But I, uh, I, I do want everyone to work on. Here's what you need to work on today. Let's find a way to find some type of common ground with someone on the internet one time today. Find one thing that you guys are both upset about. And if you find someone who's upset about something and you disagree with it, let's say, I understand. I understand how that could bother you. I do. I, I get it. But the problem is, what about, what about this? Help me see your side here, because here's what I see. What, what I see is that there was another formal of, uh, former official uh, that, that wasn't even the president, uh, that they also had classified documents. And, and why is it that I shouldn't be upset about that? Uh, honestly. And you need to come at it honestly. Don't try to have some kind of motive behind it. That way they know that they're walking into some kind of a trap or something. Ask them honestly why they think that you shouldn't care about that and why you should care about this. And say, you know what? If you just tell me this information, I'm perfectly willing to have Trump put in jail. That's totally fine. We should follow our laws. But what about this? Um, what about all the violence that happened in 2020? Why is it that you don't think I should be worried about that, but I should be worried more about January 6th and actually try and get some answers from people because none of us actually want to go into a civil war. I guarantee you, it's not going to be good for any of our ways of life. Even this that we have right now is better than what we're going to be living through. If we went through some kind of a civil war, uh, maybe, maybe generations down the line, you could say we'd have a better 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 life for our children or something but i don't have any kids so i'm trying to fix this life right now we got a lot of other stuff in the stack today but charlie had to leave i told him that we had plenty of time but we stuck on this for a lot longer than i thought we were going to today so that means we got some deep stuff to talk about tomorrow so you want to make sure you come back here tomorrow same liberty time which is whenever we want and same liberty place which is a good morning liberty podcast on your favorite podcast app or YouTube, smash like, hit subscribe. If you do all those things, then we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.